proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunching Gears. Let's talk rallying. Episode four. I'm once again joined by Connor Edwards and Adam Hall. Lads, you're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Again, Kevin. Good to be here. Um, this, in this episode, we'll catch up with Naima Bonigal from Omo Motor Club. We we'll also catch up with Will Crichton as he prepares to start his JWRC campaign this week in Sweden. We we'll also catch up with. So a wee bit more technical maybe this time as we talk with Paul Murphy. Uh, he's one of the development engineers with Gazoo Toyota and also Tim uh, Hoare from Mitchell. But more of that later. Kevin, before we go to our guests, I just want to say that we start today's podcast by touching on the tragic events at last Sunday's Killarney Rally. Rallying, it's a sport that we love and it's heartbreaking to hear when a life is lost as a result of someone just out enjoying their hobby. Our thoughts are with Owen McCarthy's family and friends and also his co-driver, Daniel O'Brien, at this sad time. And we're also thinking of those who assisted at the scene of the accident. Yeah, such a tragic, you know, heart goes out to everyone there at the, the moment. Uh, so not a lot more we can say, but uh, I suppose where we need to start is we, I spoke with Niall McGonagall from Oman Motor Club. Uh, he told us about Five Mile Town, Samsung's Five Mile Town rally, which was on this weekend. But he wanted to start off by offering his condolences to Owen McCarthy's friends and family. Right, Kevin, you know, and I think it's only like that in our sport, it's it's awful. It's it's sad, like and there's no words to explain it. I was at the event myself and I, and I mean it was it brings us all back nearly to 2019, you know, it's the same same feeling. The whole service area was quiet and, and everything just be stopped and we didn't obviously know at the time um, what was going on, we just knew it was a serious accident. Um, but look. On behalf of Home Water Club and myself and everybody, we send the condolences because it's, it's definitely not a nice thing for Elaine. And especially not for us this week. You know, we're trying to run an event and obviously we're thinking that in the back of our minds. And uh, it's not definitely not nice. So condolences to the McCarthy family and, and everybody in the in outer circle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like we have to remember the co-driver too, that like he's going to have you know, difficult days ahead as well too. So he's in our yes. thoughts and prayers as well there too. You know, so. he's, going to have a, he's going to have bad memories and uh, that's mm-hmm. going to carry on with him the rest of his life. So. Uh, yeah, our thoughts with him also. So, what's in store now for uh, people turning up now this week? Say competitors, what's you know what's the lay of the stages and for this weekend now this on Soma's five mile town rally? Well, look, uh, we try we try every year to better it, Kevin. Uh, it's not easy. We're, we're up north. We can have struggle with forests. You know, we don't have a have a lot. Um, to go and say have another new stage this year or another new stage next year so we're kind of battling with, with them in the same forest mm-hmm. and um, we're always back to the to the original classics because you can't really leave something that's good you know if it's not broke don't fix it so yes. um, we're back again we have the usual suspects you know we're lucky to have seven miles of Jenkin which is a, a, it's a fantastic stage like I don't think there's a stage like it anywhere else it's fast and then there's a technical button in the middle and then it goes back fast before the end you know Mm-hmm. We've actually got another half a mile at the end this year. 
We made a new lay-by for the finish flying finish car and stuff, and we got the diggers in and, and made a new lay-by just to get that extra bit of length, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, that's, 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 that's interesting. So they leave uh, the Ecclesville and Fontenham, they go to the first stage, which is Jenkin. Uh-huh. Uh, so straight on, there's no mess about, straight on to the seven-miler. Uh-huh. Uh, they leave there and they actually go to a very, very short stage, which is next to Jenkin, then a smaller fad. Oh, right, yes. They, they do it, it's, it's only one and a half mile, like, so it's, it's, it's a very short blast. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of boys have been caught in it in the past, yes. you know, like Ian McGuire and both Edward and Hallington have both been caught in it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they leave there and then they go to Croft McGrally, which is uh, just on three mile. Very good stage. It actually caught Catherine McCord out in 2019 in this direction on the last stage he was leading the rally. And uh, on the second last corner, he, mm-hmm. he rolled the car and, and uh, he didn't finish, obviously. And then Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting story because getting onto the stage, Catherine was leading. Yeah. And I can't remember, I think Michael Car- Carbon was second and Niall McCullough was third. Uh-huh. But there was only like half a second or a second between the two of them, but they yeah. didn't release. They were, they were getting fighting for second. Uh-huh. And uh, by the time they come down the stage, they were fighting for the, the lead. lead of the line. <laughs> and I actually think Carbon actually says to himself he was going to just get finished, you know, and settle for whatever it was, second or third. Uh-huh. And then he was taking himself at the end of the stage because McCullough had beat him and he won the rally. So, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's good. Um, so, uh, we need to give Can a mention and tell him to warn him about that corner. And get a yes, uh-huh. I, think I think everybody's calling it Catherine's corner now. Or <laughs> corner. Yes. Uh-huh. So, they leave there and then they actually gone to Five Mile Town to the high school for a regroup. Okay. Uh, we had to do this because it will reveal itself now and further on. Um, right. They got to the regroup for 20 minutes into the, school, the high school where we had the service originally. Oh, yes, last yes. Year, yes uh-huh. um, they got there for 20 minutes. They leave there, then they go to Dune, which is another good stage. It's around three miles as well. Mm-hmm. And they come out of Dune, and then they go straight back into Jenkin again, right. which was originally the first stage. So okay. this is all within the first loop, if you get me. There's no oh, service. Right, there's no service, right? Yes. Uh-huh. No. So they leave Dune and, and, and go to Jenkins, which is another seven mile. And then mm-hmm. after Jenkins, they go return to service. Okay. So they have a minimum, then a 40 minute service in the Ecclesfield. Right. And it goes back out then and it starts in Dune. Okay. So they do Dune and uh, it's the mm-hmm. same, it doesn't change. And then they go to stage seven, which is Jenkins again, but it's shortened. The third version is shortened. Right. We can cut out a loop on it and it okay. shortens it every 5.4 miles. The strange thing about Jenkins, Kevin, is it's it's a surface that's been there for years, and it's like a, a older sandy. It's not well, sand maybe the wrong thing to use, but it's like an older gravel, and it, it's all baked. Yes. But the loop that we're using for the third time round, it doesn't really cut up, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's so third fast. Yeah. It's so fast, I can't really get a chance to cut up, you know, in the okay. buffer using. Yes. So, look, everybody is, is quite aware. Jenkins mix mix the rally, you know. Yeah. And, absolutely. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's good to get a third run through it, there's no doubt, because the spectators so easy for them to get on and everything, you know, it makes it all worthwhile. And then, so they leave there and then they go back to Mullafad, which is the, the, the short stage that finishes yes. down in the four three houses. Uh-huh. The last stage, ironically, again, is Croc McGrally, which was <laughs> the last stage in 19. So we had to fire that up at the end, maybe a wee twist, but uh, uh-huh. no, I, that's the last stage, then Crockford Rally, and then they go back to the Ecclesville for the finish. Right. And like, what a fantastic uh, facility there, the Ecclesville Centre for, you know, your start, your finish, your service area. Like, that, you know, for, 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 for a club on event, it's right up there, isn't it? 
It is, you know, look, we had, we were so blessed to have the school in Five Men Town for the last, what was 19 and 20. Uh-huh. We actually run the whole event from the school in 20, the, the, the start, the park firm, the scrutiny, everything. Okay. But uh, look, the way thing, the things went, uh, the Education Authority actually done uh, a whole new job on the pitch that we used. Right. And the, the money was spent on it. That, you know, they couldn't let any traffic on. They didn't make sense. Understandable. To be fair, we're disappointed we're not able to have the service in Five Mount Town, Kevin, you know, because it is the Five Mount Town Rally. Yeah. Look, we, we, we spoke to the Ecclesville and uh, Colin there. He's a sound lad. Hey, and we, we come to an agreement. It's actually an equestrian centre, as you know. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of people in and out getting, you know, lessons and horses. And so we had to actually. Roshan the girl that does the horses, she was very, very helpful too, and, and she cancelled our bookings for that day. And yeah. so hopefully it worked out well, you know, because uh-huh. the, there's actually a forest up the back of it um, that was used years ago, almost one probably on Sprinting it years ago. Okay. So there's actually, I think it's one or 1.5 miles. So <laughs> never know what could happen in the coming years, you know. Has you could, just uh, the radar's been lifted there? <laughs> there could be, there could be a, a, a sting in the tail of a super special or something, you know. Uh-huh. The, and, and the rally. Look, it's all, it's all about looking for a reason. Yeah. And like, you know, you talked earlier there about always trying to like raise the bar or improve things. Like there's a, a vital cog in all this is the sponsorship. Like Martinez has just helped this club so much as, over the last few years. Look, it's, it's, it goes without saying, you know, I think everybody realises that Martinez is from Lithuania. We're in Tyrone, you know. Mm-hmm. But look, there's a big link in there, you know, Mick McCullough from your Sport. Without Mick, we wouldn't be doing this. And uh, yeah. it's simple, you know, in 19, we, the rally hadn't run, I think it was for three years, and uh, I had been helping out the club with the Bushwhacker. Mm-hmm. And, it all come down and I said, look, boys, we need to run five in town again. That's, uh, like, the boys will tell you that Adrian Hallington actually made a comment on Facebook, I think it was two or three weeks ago, it was the best rally in Ireland, you know. Yeah. I know everybody has their own special wee rally, but, mm-hmm. you know, I said, this rally needs to happen. So we put a team together, hey, and to be fair, everybody pulled their weight and, and, and I'd be right in front of you, Mike, and I was talking to Mike one day and he says, you're on five in town as we're on with you. He says, well, look, give me a shout and we'll talk about maybe sponsoring it. So I went up when we met Mick and, and Martinez come on board and sure look, hey, this went from, from there to now, you know, and look, he couldn't be more helpful. He, he's bringing over his car to do the event and he, he actually come to the Bushwacker that year as well, if you remember. Yes. Uh-huh. And he brought Yanis over in uh, 2020 uh-huh. who won the rally. Yep. I think that was quite a shock because nobody knew who Yanis was. No, but this guy, this guy came out of nowhere. Just out of the woodwork. And, uh-huh. and also that year too, like in 2020, did the Fiesta N5 over for Patrick O'Brien as well too. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Patrick used the N5, which was a very impressive car. Mm-hmm. He was actually quickest, I think, on two or three of the stages. And then yeah. he actually stood off in Jenkins and was a beach, but he got out again, but the time was gone. And mm-hmm. the was over. But mm-hmm. Very impressive car. They actually have built two or three of them since that, and they're coming more popular now. And like, you know, with the whole COVID thing and one thing and another, as spectators walking along the, the weekend as well. Without a doubt. You know, you need the spectators. That's what the rally's here for. I know yeah. it's here for the competitors in general, but it's for the spectators as well for the show, you know. Uh-huh. They're definitely more than welcome. The, the, all the information will be posted online Brilliant. for them uh, closer to the end of the week. Mm-hmm. The maps and, and the program and so on. Um, there's loads of spectator points, good safe places. And yeah. look, we know we've seen it in Galway. We've seen it everywhere. The, the, there's more spectators now, so because of COVID being kind of other restrictions lifted and, and they're allowed out. Mm-hmm. So we're just we put a wee message out there to ask them to, to, to listen to everybody and stand in because if we don't, the stage is Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I see if it's paramount, isn't it, really? You know, so, yeah. 
it's Safeway is the biggest thing around the alley. You know, if we have the Motorsport UK Safeway delegate coming over. <laughs> if he comes over the radio and says that the stage can't run, that can't run, nobody can argue that. There's no arguments there. And, like, you know, we'll talk about, you know, who do we expect to see on the stages? You know, we're, well, we're guessing there's going to be a stellar lineup. This has, now, has been regarded now, as you mentioned, the Adrian Hallington stand. It is regarded up there with the Bushwhackers, one of the, the best forest events. Well, definitely in the north, if not all Ireland. Yeah, oh, it is for sure. You know, we haven't, we're not releasing every list as a mark of respect to the McCarthy family, so we're not going to release it till later on in the week. I know mm-hmm. people's not to see it, but they can see the received entries, so they can kind of put yeah. it together themselves. Mm-hmm. The received entries already be seen. So, mm-hmm. look, I think it counted already. It could be anything up to 16 or 5 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. The usual suspects, uh, so there's Cahan McCourt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Desi, you know, you have Mark Donnelly, he's coming back out again. Uh, Mark Donnelly from, as we call him, from Greencastle. He is. Uh-huh. Uh, he, won the, he won the Bushwhacker, if you remember back, what's even around in the 2000. Oh, that story, that, that, uh, that Mark part of yeah, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Vivian Hamill, he's going to be a surprise because he's coming on a right-hand right money, WRC. Oh, right, yeah. He'll have a shock. Mm-hmm. Jason Mitchell, yeah. uh, coming back. Obviously, mm-hmm. he doesn't have many finishes recently, but he went to the Galloway Hills and was putting up to the locals in Scotland. Yeah, I, and and like he's, he's, he's the first stage in the Bushwick was very impressive there as well, too, wasn't he? So, yeah. Gareth Mumya, another new man in R5. Mm-hmm. Uh, he showed a good time in the first stage in Clarny. He did have a slide off in the second one, but he done no damage, so he'll be coming. Excellent. Yeah, uh, Martin Cairns back in the Fiesta WRC. Mm-hmm. Connor McCourt. Yeah. Uh, Connor is coming on the scoreboard. Again, I need to go get Rally and Clarny. Right. Okay. Um, so he'll he'll definitely go hard, you know. And mm-hmm. He's always steady Eddie, as he calls himself, and he's yeah, always there. But he's always so, there at the end, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gareth Sayers is another local man, R five, and was good. He actually was leading five mile time a few years back in an Evo. And I remember he was uh, he was leading the rally, and his clutch went or something, and he went down to the last stage, and, and they pushed him off the start line, and Emily McNulty and him actually joined the rally then after, so went through as quick as in the first stage. <laughs> so I know Gareth goes well as well. Look, and you yes. have Niall Henry, Conor McCrossan. Yeah, you have all you have a load of R five men there, look, and you have Marty McKenna and all them boys. Aye, so yeah. but then to look, the two wheel drive thing is just crazy in five minutes. Yes, aye, that's it's up there, the, isn't it? Again, like up there with the bushwhacker, it's the one that them guys all want on the sideboard, isn't it? That true? It is. I think mm-hmm. everybody knows he'll be coming to the charity if Martinez is coming and he's rear wheel drive BMW. Uh-huh. Everybody wants to see the noise of that thing. Yes. You have David Condell, he won the two wheel drive the last time. Mm-hmm. 2020, you have David Crossan, mm-hmm. yeah. Frank Kelly, Adrian Hillington, Shane McGurr, Mickey Conlon, John Gordon. You know, it goes yeah. on and on. If, <laughs> if, if you set out to organise a rally and if you wanted, you know, if these were the guys you were going to pick, you've just named them all there, haven't you? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you couldn't ask for any better or do it, you know. Sure. And them boys, just, they all know that they have to go at it from the start because yeah. everyone is as mad as each other. And <laughs> they, get all, they know the same story, you know what I mean? Yes, because it's normally at the end of the rally, it's like two or three seconds. At most, maybe separating That's two true. or three of them, you know. So. That's true. And because of Five Minute Town having maybe a couple of shorter stages than usual rallies, they go for two or three stages without knowing who's leading. Yes. And then it's a whole, they're going to the fourth stage and they're like, Oh, we didn't think we were going to be three behind here. We need to go at it, you know. <laughs> so it, it makes it even a little bit more interesting, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yes. Five Mile Town set to be 
another another fast race. Um, those those guys are going to go hard in their local event. You can you can be sure of that. And with Samsung us and that rear-wheel drive BMW as well, that's it's going to be one for everyone to to look forward to. Um, but I guess with Rally Sweden coming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so second round of the WRC with Craig Brain and Paul Nagel leading a, a whole list of of Irish guys over there and. Yeah, it looks like we're in for a treat with plenty of snow this weekend in Sweden, which is is nice to see. Yeah, it's great to see a proper snow event again now, because Sweden over the last couple of years has sort of struggled a wee bit, you know, with the lack of snow and one thing or another. So, you know, looking promising now for the weekend ahead now, they've they've moved it to further up north. I can't remember the name of the town now, Uma or something, isn't it? They've moved it up Yeah, there. yeah, I think it's I think it's five hundred kilometers. Um further north and I say they've run into a few problems with reindeer they're they're that far north so no here it's it's going to be a good one and with the two Sebastians dropping dropping out for for this one as well you know it it really mixes things up also becomes a bit of a sprint you know with losing the two stages now it's it's down to there's seven stages on the Friday which Friday is now the longest day um, you know, and then there's only six on the Saturday and four on the Sunday. So it really is going to be a sprint rather than, uh, you know, a, a, a prolonged fight. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, Craig's going to be running second on the road, isn't he? Because Rovan Peretic points off him on the first stage. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like I know snow can be a wee bit like gravel. It's never the surface gets cleaned off. So it's going to be interesting just to see how Craig deals with that as well, too. You know, running so far up the order. Definitely. I think there's 125 kilometers on Friday. So that's when Rovanpara and Brain will um, be open on the roads. If there's fresh snow as well there, um, you might hear more about that with, with Tim later. But, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely makes it more difficult. And yeah, it drops to below 100 kilometers on Saturday then. And obviously Sunday, you have, you have only four stages. So for sure, it opens the doors for the likes of Lappy, who's coming in for, for his first and drive of the year you know he always goes quick in snow and Evans as well he had an issue and, and Monte Carlo he went off the road so you know I think those two guys are, are maybe going to be the the ones to set the pace on Friday. I wonder though will Lappy will team orders come in because at the end of the day if, if Lappy's yeah. only a part-time driver and they you know it really it, it's going to be Cali and Evans Evans has to pull something out of the bag here this is a key rally for him to get his championship underway but I wonder, will, will team orders come in and, and Lappy be told to, to back off if, if he is heading his, his um, Toyota teammates? Yeah, and then Hyundai, you know, the variable yeah. there, you know, they, they well, you know, disastrous, maybe too strong a word, but like Monte Carlo didn't really fall to, the, uh, to, to them at all. But maybe that will, you know, be a benefit to them now for like road position could be key for yeah. them now on Friday, especially, you know, so. And I think Tonic's not going to slow off any if, yeah, if they're having having problems. He's going to probably go all the harder. So, you know, you imagine if he stays out of trouble, he's going to be near the top as well. But I think it's probably a massive event for Hyundai if, if they have another shocker, let's say, with, with Tonic especially. You really hope that situation doesn't spiral out of control. But who knows, you, you could come away from next weekend with Tonic on the top again and, you know, everything shifted. So... I'll say that's all part of sport, isn't it? Yeah, and like I've seen uh, recently, too, or sorry, Hyundai has started testing in Finland. Now it's their second designated base. Yeah. So they, they've been up in them kind of conditions now testing as well, too, which you have to imagine is going to 
play to their their favor now as well yeah definitely should do and then you have young Solberg who technically it's a home event for him you know so uh, again maybe he'll be a bit more comfortable a bit more relaxed in the car and uh, it might all come to, to play but the, the other thing too whilst the hybrids have been tested in these conditions they've never actually been rallied uh, competitively in these conditions and we're looking at temperatures below you know 15 degrees minus 15 um so it could be very interesting how the hybrids they they had some issues in the cold in monaco uh monte carlo and mm-hmm. uh what do you call it uh, yeah i'd be curious to see how they perform and like, we can't forget m sport you know what, what a start to the year for them and their own craig brain and paul nagel they're running number number two in the road like a dream start for m sport yeah if as Connor mentioned if there's you know the the cold weather brings brings another level of uncertainty and another challenge to engineers of um sport you know look to have started with the the most solid car with the the least issues if that carries through this weekend again you know they could be on to a winner but yeah definitely i really do think um craig seems to like these scandinavian rallies so you know if he he gets in the ball quick and the the pumas is solid as it looked in Monte Carlo, it could be a, a very interesting one from an Irish point of view. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we have to talk about all the other crews from, you know, these islands over there competing. <laughs> it's still a lineup, you know. It's going to be all mostly walking into a service park back home, isn't it? <laughs> You're right. There's what, I don't know. Well, you have obviously the young fellas. You have um, Josh McAleon and, um, and WRC2 now. Uh, mm-hmm. and William Crichton and John Armstrong are back in junior WRC and I think there's a, a few other guys out as well in, in different cars and different categories mm-hmm. um, so yeah plenty plenty to watch out for and again uh, has to be very proud of our RV Ireland shining on the world stage absolutely you know and we can't forget you know the you know the, the quiet man of Irish Island Eamon Bone and MJ over yeah. competing again like Eamon just keeps appearing, doing these events. No fuss, no bother. <laughs> you know, just gets on with it, doesn't he? You know, so class, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah. So I was I was talking to William actually, um, last week after he arrived back home from Sweden. So he he was out in Sweden with with Josh Markerlian and the the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy guys, um, preparing for their first taste snow rallying so i think they they had a huge experience um so yeah listening to will now and and you'll find out a bit more of how their preparations went yeah it was uh it was a baptism of fire i suppose uh we started with a couple of days testing in Rizna, and yeah really lucky the conditions were 100 percent. they were completely perfect so you know we really got to push the limits and there was big snow banks so we could um you know we could learn what it's like whenever the car the car leans in the bank and you know what that does so yeah it, it was really enjoyable um you know the grip that you get on the on the snow with the studded tires is quite unbelievable and sort of once you get your mind uh into the right way and you, you realize how much grip you have you can really you can really push on and and see what the car can do but yeah it um as i said it was a baptism of fire onto the snow uh, and also into the new car and I really enjoyed the transition into the the rally three um, and, and the four wheel drive. It was it was a lot of fun to drive and the car handles really well. So yeah, it was you know a great week. The the DGM they looked after the car and you know 
thanks to the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy, we were able to get out there and get a few days testing. So it um, it was really productive and yeah, got two solid days to, to learn what it's like to drive in the snow and, and learn what the Rally 3 can do. Yeah, so you were in two different locations. Um, your test was was in a different part of Sweden than, than the rally was. Were, were you able to uh, get experiences of what different conditions there might be, even though they're, they're both on snow? Yeah, where, where we were doing the test, you know, as I said, the conditions were perfect. There was a lot of snow and the banks were high. So uh, you could really, really push the limits and say, learn what it's like whenever you touch the bank. But don't think you want to do that too often but it's good to know how the car reacts whenever you do touch it but um yeah that that was really good and then we traveled uh, south about four or five hours to our rally in lima and the conditions there were quite different the the first stage was quite rutted and i suppose that's what we're going to get in wrc sweden so it was good to experience that and then there was a bit of a delay so the the stages in the afternoon actually ran in the dark and the heavens just opened and just snowed for uh, the rest of the day. And yeah, it was like it was like a blizzard. So it was. So I suppose we got to experience, you know, what it can be like when the conditions are poor as well, which was was good going into Sweden. So say so I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, we know what it's going to be like. Um, and just the grip, how the grip changes whenever there's a layer of powder, you know, fresh snow on top of the road is. You know, it changes it quite a lot, and there's not a lot of grip. So, yeah, it was it was probably one of the trickiest rallies I've done. Um, so I was just uh, I was glad to get get the experience, and you know, as I say, hopefully we don't have to use that in Sweden. But if we do, we'll be well prepared. Yeah, um, I, I guess how how's the preparations going now? Um, I had a rally Sweden itself. Yeah, it's it's been good. I mean. I suppose you're working in the off season to make it possible to go back to the JWRC. So, you know, thank you to everybody who's supporting me to allow that to happen. It's really looking forward to another year at the World Championship. And, you know, coming in now after having a year under my belt, although the car, it's a new car and a few new rallies, I sort of know what to expect. So I feel a, a lot more confident. But as I say, it's, um, you know, it's a lot like starting again last year. There's a lot of new things and, Anyone that goes to the World Championship are seriously fast, so we got to be at the top of our game if we want to fight with the, the quick guys. Yeah. Are there any rounds in particular you're looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to them all, to be honest. I was, suppose I was a bit apprehensive going to Sweden and what that was going to be like, but now having a few days testing and doing the rally, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I don't know how competitive we can be when I have to be re- realistic, but you know, I'll go and with the time frame that we've had, we're as prepared, well prepared as we could be, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm confident going into it and I want to get to the finish and get some solid points and I'll just, you know, do our own thing and, and see where we are after the first few stages. Um, and then, yeah, moving on to the rest of the year, obviously we've done Croatia before and done Portugal and I'm looking forward yeah. to those two rounds and uh, specifically, I think Portugal will be good fun. I enjoyed that last year. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to them all, to be honest. And as I say, to be in the junior WRC for another year, you know, representing Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy, it's it's a great opportunity, and just got to enjoy it and try and do the best we can. That was very interesting there to hear Wall's thoughts ahead of Rally Sweden. Like, what a fantastic opportunity these young guys have been given, like to go out there and test for you know a few days before it, and and also do 
like a, a small rally in the area as well. Like it's 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 dreams come true kind of stuff, you know. Um, brilliant to see. So I also caught up with last week was uh, Paul Murphy from Gazoo Toyota Racing. Paul is one of the development engineers behind the New York Yaris, and uh, I think you will find this very fascinating to hear what he has to say. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting because it's a new regulation and it really it changes things a lot. You know, you, you're used to looking at a set of regulations for the past four years, and and even beyond that, you know, the regulation changed in a certain amount of ways, but it was in reality it was always sort of the same thing. Some some different things in there were generally all the same. But then um, I suppose when hybrid came along and space frame came along, um, yeah, it really did change things because you had a, I suppose more to think about. Teams were trying to reduce costs of certain parts. Um, so there was you know weight limitations put on parts. There was um, we didn't quite go down the R five road of you know cost limitations, uh, but there was definitely weight limitations put on certain parts. Um, so yeah, it was exciting from the start because we we had a lot more to think about. You know you have when you have the hybrid system, you have and you have the EV mode, the electric vehicle. Um, you have to think about that as well. How to drive? How how to drive the vehicle? Uh, well, with the electric motor. You know, you've an awful lot of things to think about there. Um, and there's new concepts. How do you do your power steering? How do you charge your batteries? Do you have two batteries instead of one battery? Do you have? How do you charge your battery in EV mode? Because your battery needed to for your cooling fans and your pumps from for your um, your your electric system. How do you do the power steering system? Do you have two steerings? Do you have one steering pump? Do you have an electric steering pump? Um, you know, so there was, there was all that to sort of think about, yeah. which we never had before. Um, and uh, yeah, that was something I suppose I was involved with quite a lot from the start, so that was, that was quite interesting. And then you have this, the space frame side of things where I guess you can, yeah, you have some parts of the space frame that are safety critical and you have other parts that are structure critical, you know, for the stiffness of the car, mm -hmm. general mounting points of, you know, dampers and um, things like, like that. And I suppose you, you could you could really save a lot of weight that way if you, um, let's say, you forgot to put in some some bars here and there. <laughs> not, not the safety critical bars, but the... Yes. The, the other bars that aren't mandated by the FAA. Okay, okay. And so, so like, yeah. going by that, there's very little carryover, really, from the, the previous, the 2017 spec car then, really, is there? No, not so much. Um, hmm. I'd say the mo most things we carried over were the technologies from what we had from the suppliers that we used on the 17 car. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we would have predominantly kept a lot of the same suppliers. Uh, and we know their technologies and um, for sure we learned a lot from the 17 car that we corrected on on this car. Um, um, so yeah, there was, I, I was actually thinking about your question about what, what we carried over you know, from the 17 car. As a, as a pure carryover part, not much, but certain aspects of it, you know, like yes, um, 
Uh, I'm actually struggling to think. I know, I know things like you know steering are very very similar to the 17 car, but a design changed for this installation, mm-hmm. for this packaging installation. Yeah. And um, I suppose the biggest thing we would have carried over would have been the cooling package. Right. The 17 car, you know, the the radiators, the intercooler, the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, a different installation, but very similar to to 17 car, but. There would have been quite a lot of development put into that on the 17 car, so um, something that was working quite well on the 17 car. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been a, a carryover item. Yeah. And like, every, as, everything else has had, a, has had a, a tweak, or I suppose you could say on the 17 car, we never really had the chance to do any real weight saving from the start. You know, it was, it was such a, a new project and new team new people it was just about getting a reliable car out there mm-hmm. um, and then once you're homologated it's much more difficult to to save the weight because you're into jokers um, mm-hmm. i suppose with this car we concentrated very hard from the start to to keep the weight down and um, we pushed very hard in that area and i think for sure you can always do better but i think we're, we're quite okay on that front at the moment yeah and like as an engineer like is this something you relish being involved in a project like this? Like, is this really, is this why you love being involved? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it was it's probably the most interesting project I've been involved in. I mean, most of my work before this was, you know, it was race or rally orientated or testing orientated where you're looking at a small area of the setup or uh, I suppose this from start to finish was from what we had as nothing to what we what we homologated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was definitely very interesting. And you you kind of, I think we were saying earlier, it's hard to stop at five thirty, you know. But yeah. you kind of did, you kind of didn't let yourself stop at five thirty either, you know, because you were always thinking about. Either you had maybe some reliability issue that you were trying to fix, or you had an idea that you, you thought, ah, timing now, what about timing? Are we time to, to design this to make it, to prove it? And you know, at some point that that time line, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, right, now we need to get serious about I have to make it <laughs> this part and getting yeah. it homologated, making sure the car is reliable, but it, <laughs> At that point, you're, you know, I think last October we were still <laughs> trying to trying to find ways to do new things. But I think definitely there was a few times around Christmas where coming up to Christmas where we, where I especially was uh, heart palpitations over are we going to get these parts in time? And you know, I think with the COVID as well, suppliers, you know, not being able to deliver in the time that they informed you they would deliver. Right. Maybe you think, oh, maybe we should have stopped the, you know, stopped the, the, the yeah. imagineering. Maybe, you know, oh, I am here, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and this yeah. new hybrid system, will it will it be tailored to each individual event? You know, the, the hybrid system you will go to Sweden with, will that be significantly different from from Monday, or will it be? No, no, it's not. Uh, so yeah. Generally, the maps that you have are homologated from the start. Okay. Um, you can you can change. I think once per year, free, uh, and then after that, you need to you need to be considering software jokers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, generally we have three deploy maps 
three regen maps, same as everybody. And it's up to, um, you know, I suppose, how you use those during during the, the event. Um, uh, yeah, so it's Sweden, I would say, is, you know, going to be traction limited, going to be grip limited. Mon Monte Carlo generally wasn't grip limited. Mm -hmm. uh, so you might see like you know different a different way of deploying compared to what you would have seen in uh, Monte Carlo. Um, I think it's still it's within the parameters of you know what you had originally. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. It's not 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 so big a difference to to be honest. Yeah, and like whenever the two thousand and seventeen car was being developed, Tom Fowler said that you know the biggest area for development in that car was the aerodynamics. Where do you see the biggest area of development in the new this new spec car? It must be the hybrid, um, you know, and and getting maximizing that. Um, you know, I suppose Monty was yeah, Monty was difficult for the hybrid because it was brand new for everybody. But I think things for the hybrid are only going to get harder because you're going to go to um, you know hotter events. So you're going to be you're going to see really who has who's done a good job on the hybrid system when we get to the harder events. Mm -hmm. uh, because as <clears throat> the hybrid can only work in a certain amount of uh, constraints, and one of those constraints is temperature. Um, so if, if you're overheating, your hybrid's not going to work, or it's not going to work as effectively as the team that's managing to keep, the, let's say, their battery temperature within the manufacturer's range. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, like support you going and, and certain here would be interesting. Definitely. Yeah, I like two or three degrees of temperature can make that like a vital difference really at, at that level. Yeah, because we have certain parameters that we must work within and we yeah. don't. That I would basically debate. Okay, right. So, so that's, that, that'll be interesting. The further we go into the season, that'll uh -huh. be interesting. You've yeah. done a good job on that. And, and then the flip side of that, and colder conditions as well. Like, you know, like the lakes of Sweden, will that, uh, you know, could that possibly affect it as well? Um, I think the things that you might see in Sweden are the, yeah, I don't really want to say too much, but yeah, you could <laughs> see, you know, snowfalls, you know, right. cars traveling at quite high speed, where does the snow go? Right. You know, it, the snow okay. build-up can block things. Right. Um, so yeah, there's. We well, just need to be watching out for things like that then too. So. Yeah, there can be there can be things like that can happen. You can yeah. end up having worse cooling in Sweden than you probably. <laughs> and like, you know, as the you know, we've seen the start of the the, the year in Monte. Like three teams went away and built cars to this new spec, and how evenly matched. I know how Hyundai's had their issues or whatever, but like to be you know within let's say a second a kilometre of each other it's fascinating to see how that has happened with completely new regulations with you know like three completely different design teams it's just mm. you know I think it's going to be fascinating to see how this battle plays out over the year yeah definitely it'll be interesting um, I think the big one will be it's hard it's, it's hard to call it after Monty you know and it's yeah. It's even more difficult now going to Sweden. You know, okay, you've got road position now to play with in Sweden, and I think that'll be a big thing for hybrid as well. Is who's done the best on drivability? And um, you know, you could have a really good hybrid system and be first on the road, and and 
you know, you could you could really make a big difference from uh, having a drivable hybrid system, or let's say having a drivable hybrid system that's integrated into your your ice package. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, it's not going to be boring. Mm. Uh, you're, going be, you're going to be looking forward to the rallies, I knew. Yes, for sure. Like, you know, Monty was fascinating to see how it all played out, wasn't it? You know, like it really was. was like, Monty definitely wasn't boring. It was probably one of the most <laughs> interesting rallies in a long time. Yeah. Um, okay, you've got the load factor as well coming back and mm-hmm. showing us all up. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely interesting. Wasn't it like, wasn't it like a fascinating story? Like this man who, you know, part-time driver, come back after spending two weeks driving around in the desert to come back and do what he'd done. Like, he had a good January, didn't he? He did. He did. He did a really good January. Yeah. Not, I don't think there's too many people have done that. No, no. Only second on Dakar. Uh-huh. And yeah. then he came back and, and won. One, and then Risa Champions, he won that then as well too, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a, a class act. And like, yeah. you're going then to Sweden now without OJ in the team as well. That's going to be the first time now in a couple of years as well too. So that, you know, I know you still have Evans and all them guys. It's still, it's going to be a wee bit of a, a loss for the team there as well. Yeah, but it's also for the other guys to step up to the mark now. There's, I don't know, there's such a rejuvenation in all these drivers who now want to win a championship, you know. I suppose, I suppose they always, always thought every year, my year to win the championship but now it, it really is, is. Uh-huh. But all these guys that have been there or thereabouts for the last three or four years and you've even now got Cali who I'm sure is quite capable of mm-hmm. winning the championship you know even Craig asked him thinking about winning the championship it's, mm-hmm. that, that's how open it is uh, anybody can win it like especially when we get into the reliability side of things, who's going to be reliable? Who's going to have the, who's done the best on the hybrid system? You know, who's going to get the most out of the hybrid system? Kevin, that was an interesting discussion you had with Paul and very interesting what he had to say about the temperature. So we'll be very, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be watching with uh, bated breath how the cars get on in Sweden, the hybrids. Um, you also caught up with Tim Hoare, uh, the Michelin Motorsport Manager for Northern Europe. Um, I know there's been a lot of videos out there recently of, of the guys out testing uh, in the snowy conditions. And we saw uh, videos from Will and from Josh. And uh, it's just fascinating how they can keep the cars on the road with the studded tires. And Tim filled us in and gave us a bit of insight how that happens. Yeah, it's amazing. I've been watching the videos myself. Um, I suppose the secret to, to the ice rallying is the stud. Okay. It's all about the stud. And if you think the whole weight of the car is sitting on these tungsten tip studs, so that's driving a lot of force through a point, so that's giving you grip on the ice. So that's how it works. I mean, the grip, the braking, and the acceleration on, on ice with these cars on these studded tires is, you know, it's greater than they have on gravel, and it's less than asphalt. But it, 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 it's a pretty good um, grip they can provide. Uh-huh. Yeah, because like we think of like Sweden's in previous years, they've been amongst the fastest rounds in the World Championship, you know, and that to me that just blows my mind, you know. Like we think here, if there's a if there's a share of snow, nearly the the country comes to a standstill. Yeah, but it, it's 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 the ice really is is what's delivering the grip. Um, okay. What you want really is no snow and all ice. 
Oh, right. Which is why it's such an advantage to the guy running maybe a little bit further back in, in the running order, you know? Uh, Not well, ideal. The guys is clearing off the, 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 well, the soft surfaces. So, so yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not ideal from an Irish point of view for, for the uh, WRC round uh-huh. um, coming up. But look, I suppose he has had a bit of the benefit of, of starting a little bit further back in other years. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. It swings in roundabouts, isn't it, really, I suppose? And then, but I think you know... A big sweeping effect. Like, what you want is a completely clean sheet of ice to present to the, to the stud. That would be your ideal uh, platform. Uh-huh. And like you know, in all our events, you know, like in tar and gravel, there's different compounds. Is it the same one with a snow tire? No, no. The um, actually, this rally is the simplest rally of all from the the, the point of view of the teams. There's no choice um, for compound. There's no choice for size. There's no choice for studded or non-studded. You're obliged to use. Everyone is on the same tire. I think it's 24 tires they have for the weekend, maybe plus four for the shakedown. So it's the same tire for everybody. Everybody would be on the same tire, and it's a case of the only adjustment they have is, is pressure. Okay. And then, well, next obvious question: is, Does tire pressure? We've seen them. You know, we start the, uh, like a tarmac stage. How crucial it is to have the correct temperature, and is it the same in snow as well? Well, I think. You have to think of the tyre in this type of rally as just being a vehicle for carrying the studs. Mm-hmm. So you want a good, stable platform. So it would be up towards the higher pressures. But again, that will depend on the team and the driver. I mean, yeah. individual, even, is it kind of individual yeah. feeling really more than anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Begin to guess. But certainly you want a very solid platform uh, to plant the studs into the uh, ice as, as firmly as possible. And you don't want any movement once the stud is in the ice. Because okay. that'll feel like movement in the car and it just will affect what the driver can feel. So ideally, you want a complete sheet of ice and a very stiff stud going into the ice and gripping. That's, you know, obviously the, it, it's, a, it's a balancing act. The guy at the front gets a very clean sheet of ice, but it's got snow on it. Yes. The guy, as you're coming along, the snow is being brushed away. They're getting better grip on the ice, but the ice is becoming more broken. So... Everyone is being presented with a slightly different role in this rally. Which, yeah. uh, there is a sweet spot, I think, somewhere. Isn't that, isn't, you know, we often think, associate that with gravel. We never think of it snow when there you are. It's a, there's a, obviously a cleaning effect as well, too. So that is amazing. Well, it depends on the weather as well. I mean, yeah. maybe let's see what the weather brings, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had somebody on here from one of the teams, they would have a different uh, view on it. Maybe they would want more snow, less snow. Maybe their car works best in different conditions. And that's what they've been doing for the last few weeks. They've been testing in different conditions. Um, they don't have a choice of the length of stud either on, on, the, on this event, so they will all have the same stud length. Okay. Yeah. And the ice, the ice racing takes place in non-WRC rallies like the National Championships in Finland and Sweden. They, they have a choice of stud length. Okay. And no different to a rally, you know, no different to Galway or, or, or another rally in Ireland. It's all about stud length. We speak about uh, compounds here for slicks. Yeah. The talk there is all about stud length. <laughs> and it's normally much longer than what they use in the WRC as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to, up to nine mil they can use on the national events. Yeah. But the, this rally, traditionally, I, I don't know how it's going to happen this year, obviously, because we, we, we it'll pan out the way it pans out. But Saturday mm-hmm. was always the, a big day in this rally for conserving your studs and conserving your tyres because the longest loop is on the Saturday, traditionally. 
Mm-hmm. It's, I think, two 20-kilometer stages and two 10, 10 or 11-kilometer stages. So that's a lot of running on mm-hmm. one set of tires. Um, as far as I can remember, they, they can take a new set of tires every time they go to service on this event. So they, mm-hmm. the tires will be quite fresh. But for that loop, it's a very long loop, and um, it'll be all about conserving your the tires. And there'll be a lot of drivers out of the car, rotating the tires around back to front, you know, moving them around their... Um, I think they're sided tires. I'm, I'm not 100% sure what the Pirelli is. I, I presume the same as ours. It's, it's a sided tire left and right. So they'll be moving tires around quite a bit. And they'll all take six tires as well, I would imagine, on that loop. Okay. okay. And then, you know, as same as gravel or tar, is there drivers that can serve the tires better than others? Like, oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, you know, if the, if the gravel begins to peep through as well, that's going to have a huge influence on it because that can damage the stud and it'll... It'll cause the stud to move a lot and uh, maybe even cracking. Who knows? Uh, no. So, uh, yeah. So, like, that's all All has to be factored into the, the equation as well. So, like, that, that was yeah. it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot to it. I mean, these uh, ice tires, they're, they're the technically most difficult ones to make for us. Uh-huh. But for the teams and the drivers, I think it's, it's the simplest choice on the event. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of they don't have a choice. No. <laughs> it's black or white. It's black or black. <laughs> Never mind, you know. So. Like, like in, in the case of Michelin, we like the tire has to go through an awful long road before before it goes on a car in Sweden mm-hmm. um, or Finland or wherever it is. Yeah. Like it's made in, in the, the factory in France. It's shipped to Sweden for studding. There's a separate company that does the studding for us. Uh-huh. Studs are made in Finland by Vipertech. Yeah. Studs yeah. don't have to be transported to Sweden. The glue they use is like McDonald's magic sauce. Nobody, you know, that's a very <laughs> closely secret. And the, the two brothers who own that company, I'm sure, keep that very close. Of course, but yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, they're they're very complex tire and a lot of logistics in the background to get them mm-hmm. to the event. But yeah. on the event, it's actually very straightforward. Yeah. So that was very interesting from Tim. Like you know, as they say, every day is a school day and. It definitely helped to dispel some of the, the black magic surrounding tires in my eyes anyway, you know. So hopefully you've done the same for yourselves. Um, right, into this tricky part of the, the show once again where we, we start making a few predictions. So we'll go top three for Sweden and we'll start with Adam. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, top three, right. So I guess we were chatting about the, the road, road cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that puts a disadvantage on on Robin Para and um, Brain. So I think as well, Toyotas, you know, they're back into these high speed rallies. Um, they're going to be hard to beat. And Lappy coming back as well, he he did so well in the Arctic Rally last year in WRC two. So to be honest, he's he's maybe my my man this weekend. But uh, I do think he's going to maybe have to play some or listen to some team orders as well. So mm-hmm. I'm going Alfin Evans to take his first win of the season with Lappy just behind him and then Craig Breen again putting on another strong performance to to round out the podium. Uh, Connor, your thoughts on it? Um, I'll go with Rovan Perra. I think he'll uh, despite the fact he's he's road sweeping, I think he'll he'll uh, it's not going to be an issue for him. Um, I think he'll keep the lead. I think Breen will come in second. 
Uh, and I think Evans has a lot to prove and needs the points and Bre- Evans will be there for third. I think it'll be very close between Breen and Evans. Um, so that, that could change. It could be uh, a 2-1-2 followed by a Puma. But um, hopefully Breen now can, can get higher up the podium. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's going to be another fascinating event, I have to say. Um, I have to side with Adam. I think Lappy is coming in there, going to have a lot to prove. You know, will Rove and Pair or Evans get close enough that, you know, to justify three mortars? I don't know. Um, Hyundai coming back with a lot to prove there too, you know. Um, I'm going to go Lappy. Tannock would be for second. And yeah. I'd love to see Bryn getting third, but Neville, Neville maybe for third. The only, the only thing I'd say about Lappy is he has the advantage because he did the Arctic Rally in the, uh, in, in the Rally 2 and no center diffs, etc., which will help him coming into the new hybrids. But the hybrids, the, the extra weight in them, he doesn't have the experience of throwing them around. At least the, the other guys have had the chance to do that in Monty. So it could be interesting. And then I still think team orders are going to come in there. I can't see them letting Lappy take points off Evans or, or Rovenpera. Yeah, but they're not going to bring him from first to third to let, you know, to, to let Evans or something go up you know, into third or something like that. At least to be, either, you know, for the one or for, you know, for position overall. I don't know. It's going to be interesting anyway. And then five mile time, we'll go for overall and two wheel drive. So we'll, Connor, you're shooting it. Um, what do you call it? I, 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 I tip Desi Henry take the win, and mm-hmm. I think Caham uh, McCourt will be not far behind. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule out Connor for McCourt either for a second place there in the Skoda if, uh, if it all comes together for him and, and what do you call it, depending on the weather conditions. But yeah, I think Desi Henry, mm-hmm. um, I'd be fairly confident. Two-wheel drive. Ooh, toss a coin between John Gordon and Frank Kelly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam, uh, Yeah, I can't really argue with um, Connor's picks. He, get, he gets first shot. We'll give him that. Uh, <laughs> No, I think overall maybe one one fella that could spring a surprise is Jason Mitchell. Um, he was a bit unfortunate in the the way that Bushwhacker ended for him um, last year, and yeah, he's a bit more bit more mileage under his belt, and I'm sure he'll go hard in five mile town. So yeah, he'll maybe spring a surprise with the with the other guys. And two wood drive. What's your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I'll go a bit safer and go for David Crossan in two wheel drive. He was he was the man to beat in Bushwhacker last year. So yeah, I think he'll he'll maybe lead those guys yeah, on like, Saturday. And the Crossan, it's unbelievable. Like uh, you know, a two liter car against most of these other guys now, and you know the two point fives and things. And like the speedy carries is just it has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, no, it's so all those guys are are quick and yeah, and they're they're gravel gravel cars not mm-hmm. this class but yeah who knows like there's so many guys in two-wheel drive there that that could come away with the the win yeah it's fantastic to see it like i, I spoke to now and like the the five mile town rally is becoming almost second now to the, the bushwhackers the the gravel rally that you know that the, all these two-wheel drive guys aspire to having that trophy really you know so uh myself um overall um Vivian hamill and uh the world, world rally car the mini. Could be interesting to see how he settles into that, you know. Um, Catherine McCourt, you know, this fiesta. Will it come good? Desi Henry, you know. 
it seems to, you know, two ones and two rallies in this challenge, settling in well too. It's great to see. So I think probably play it safe and go Desi Henry too. Um, two wheel drive off again. You know, there's 10 guys there. All think they're going there for the one, Shane McGurr, local man, you know. Uh, Frank Kelly, you know, probably has you know, done these stages a good few times at this stage. Um, but Crossing, I think Crossing, he has been, you know, the man to meet in the gravel now for must be three, three years now, probably at this stage. Uh, like, and he's he's proved it not here, you know, he's been over and competed now in uh, the UK, done some of them Welsh events, some other thing, and it's time to set over there, it's been blistering as well. So, yeah, I think Crossing's going to the man to meet. So, yeah, we've we've made one huge mistake, I've just realized it. I forgot the, the BMW. Oh, yes. <laughs> Could we do this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's definitely going to be in for yes. the, the two-wheel drive when for I, sure. if not even further up, going, uh-huh. going by his usual record. I think he's in good form yeah. as well. So, no, I think Martinus Samsonos could maybe be oh, the... Absolutely, yeah. Huge error on our behalf yeah. there. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. uh-huh. Certainly yeah. overlooked that, all right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Samsonos probably, yeah, if he's there at the end, he's... <laughs> he's going to win the two wheel drive, uh, and as you say, how far up the order can he, he like the angles <laughs> he throws yeah. that BMW around? It's always and the, the sound. Oh, oh my goodness, the sound! <laughs> oh, it's just worth going to Five Mile Town just to just, just to hear that. Don't even yeah. say it like if you can hear it from a <laughs> yeah. little forest road nearby, you'd be happy enough, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that's all for this episode. So, once again, thank you very much. And take care, speak soon, and bye.